Hello, everybody. This is the Gnarly Gnome. I'm going to be your guide through craft beer um, happiness tonight. Well, of course, not just me, though. I'm joined by Brett Coleman Baker. Hello, hello. Scotty Hunter from Urban Artifact. Hello. Um, because there's no way I could do this completely by myself, sitting in a corner of a bar, pretending like I'm doing some kind of important work in the world. Um, uh, no one and, and talk it. for an hour. I don't know. My wife would definitely question <laughs> Plenty of stairs. What is it yeah. you do again, honey? Well, I go to a bar, I sit in a corner, and I talk to myself in a microphone, and people look at me funny. While Which, drinking beer. Um, people are looking at us a little funny. I don't know if you guys realize that. So everybody that's on Periscope, you can see all the people behind us as they look at us funny and try to figure out what in the hell's going on in the corner of the bar. So, guys, thanks for coming through on a week where uh, show plans fell through, and I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. Um, we appreciate it very much on Sense of Brewcast. I'm yeah, sure. Cortina, who I don't know if you can see that on Periscope, whose microphone is empty tonight. She is not here with us again. So um, everybody wave to Tina wherever you are. <laughs> I think she has to she has to work or something tonight. So I'm here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to drink pickle beer. <laughs> Why are you guys here? Same. Pickles. To, to drink pickle beer, yeah. spicy yeah. pickle beer. I have not tried the spicy yet, and I'm gonna have to do it before um, before the end of the night. So don't let me forget to do that because I haven't got to try it yet. Um, I did try the the pickle beer. I'm we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're at Cappy's. If anybody's wondering, I I know I put it on the show title. Cappy's Loveland, that is. Cappy's Loveland because there's yeah. more than one now. So <clears throat> there needs to be um, the distinction. It's our first time coming out here and doing anything kind of show related. I've only been here a few times because it's. Um, you know, not not my neck of the woods necessarily. So this may be, and I'm a little biased to other stores a little bit, but <laughs> this is definitely one of the coolest beer spots in Cincinnati. And if anybody hasn't been out here yet, it's kind of an experience. You know, um, this I grew. I didn't grow up on this in this part of town, but I spent a lot of time living here when I was little, and this was here it was not called cappy's at the time but it was kind of a shitty little liquor store with uh, <laughs> you know it was it, it, it's really cool to me to see how much it's changed since then and <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> it um I, it's a really cool space they've got a beer selection that that rivals all but probably the biggest stores in cincinnati you know i'm talking about these big mega party source jungle gyms kind of stores I mean, square foot for square foot, you're not going to get a better selection anywhere. And the tap selection here, what is it, like 40 taps or something in there? You can, you know, on a, on a Pega system. I mean, it's it's no joke. So if you haven't been here, come here. Yeah. You should probably come here tonight if you're on Periscope. You should probably... And they, um, they move volume here, too, with, like, the package, and so they can pull in so many great beers for draft. That, like, the only other place that might rival that is, you know, 8-Ball. Right. Like, you get stuff here that you can't get anywhere else. Well, and, and, and because because that volume, and, and it's kind of a, I guess, a, like a, a businessy kind of thing to talk about the volume and packaging that a store moves, but I think that for, for beer geeks to understand that when you go to a store and there's IPAs on the shelf that you, they don't necessarily always have a date stamped on them, to be able to trust that a store is moving that quick enough that the beer you're going to pick up off the shelf is fresh and you're not going to get it home and crack it open and be disappointed is something that I think is kind of underappreciated. Um, even aside from you know the the fact that you know that you talk about being able to get a, a fun keg because you move a certain volume and stuff like that's 
that's the stuff that I think we don't ever want to think about and how that works. You know, we just we want to see it and we want to get it, and, and that's you know kind of the end of it. But yeah, yeah that's there's a, there, there's a whole other side to it that that's is, a great is point. Fascinating. Yeah, a lot of people just think they go to these places and they're like, oh, why do they just carry this core stuff and never get anything fun? And there's a good chance maybe they can't. Right, because yeah, you know the, the powers that be won't let them. <laughs> you know, when you when you see stores that get certain allotments, so, you know, and. KBS or something comes into town or, you know, when, you know, it's changing a little bit with three Floyds, but, you know, when, when you would see a place get, you know, a case of zombie dust and somebody else wouldn't get any, you know, there, there's reasons for that, you know, distributors and breweries and things like that, there's, you have to, to, to find some way to let it all shake out and I guess, you know, sales volume and, and, and if you're selling my products, I'm going to give you more of my products, so. That's probably a whole other show topic for a different day. That is. I was just going to say that they don't have any shelf turds here. So, like, they have a smaller space, so they are very selective in the beers that they carry. So that's one of the things I actually love about it. Some of the larger, maybe more well-known retailers, they can put anything anywhere because they have infinite space, essentially. Uh, There's not that here. If it doesn't move, it's it's not coming back. So you know that it's always going to be good beer. Right. So... Let's let's talk about speaking of good beers. Let's talk about pickle beers, because yeah. I think that you know when when people ask me what my favorite beers are in Cincinnati and stuff, I always shy away from actually naming stuff just to kind of not pick favorites. And to be yeah. fair, except in the case of this beer, this is one that I will tell people is one of my favorite beers that I've ever tasted in Cincinnati. Probably one of my favorite beers that I've ever tasted anywhere. And um, yeah, I fell in love with it last year at Christmas time as Christmas pickle. Christmas pickle, which, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know the whole Christmas pickle story, people you know, that I talk to, like, why do they have a pickle beer at Christmas time? It's in my household. We always had a Christmas pickle that went on the tree. Did you really? <laughs> we still do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we did not have. We did. It wasn't as fun in that we, you know, we didn't get a prize or something. The first person. We always looked for it. And we found it that day, and that was it. But there was always a pickle on the tree. There is still always a pickle on the tree, and um, I, you know, the, I don't know the the whole story behind it. I guess. People say it's from Germany, but it's not really from Germany. It was created here in the United States or something like that. Just some guy in some pickle capital of the United States or something like that started it. <laughs> this is, you know, and I, without my notes sitting in front of me, I can't nail it exactly. But And uh, this was, I guess, uh, Civil War or something like that, somewhere around then. So then the, the story has kind of evolved and changed and turned into this German tradition that isn't really a German tradition. But so that's Christmas pickle. So why, why make a pickle beer? Because Christmas pickle was received with such fanfare. But no, but, but even from the beginning, with Christmas, but like why? Why? Well, okay. So I love Christmas beers. Like that's right. my jam. Like I get down on Christmas beers or holiday beers or winter beers or whatever. It's politically correct. Uh, I love I, all of them. I so, am nervous by how many Christmas beers I'm expecting Brett to pitch me, basically, <laughs> every year. Yeah, so just, just tons. So we wanted to do this. We wanted, I wanted to do 24, um, like, every day leading up until Christmas Day, a new Christmas beer last year. But it wasn't feasible. Probably not going to be feasible this year either, but soon. Anyway, when we were pitching ideas, Scotty came up with this idea. Uh, he posted, I think, this Wikipedia article or something about a Christmas pickle. They are like, well, shit. We make gozas. They're salty. They're sour. Why not throw some cucumbers and dill in there and see what happens? And uh, there we go. It, it really does taste like a pickle. Yeah. Which, in the best way possible, though, it tastes like a really fresh, clean pickle. It doesn't taste like some kind of 
nasty supermarket thing that you pull off the shelf and it's all vinegary and you know like it tastes like a really fresh you get a lot of that that cucumber that that, that snappiness of it and the, the the salt plays into it perfectly it's it's I'm really glad you you said that too because there's there's two types of pickles there's there's pickles that are like quick brined like your your basic garden variety um, grocery store pickle where they just take boiling vinegar dump it on a bunch of pickles wait a week or two and then sell them or right. dump it on cucumbers um, and then that's that's that traditional pickles are lactic fermented so they salt the crap out of them they put a bunch of water on top of them. They put some weight on them to keep it underneath the liquid, and then they let it ferment for like two weeks. And it doesn't develop vinegar, it develops lactic acid. So it, there's a big difference in flavor profiles. Right. One acid, you know, vinegar, acetic acid is a lot different than lactic. So for you to recognize that it, it's, it's really cool for us because what, what we hear from some people is, um, you know, it doesn't have that vinegar bite that some pickles do. And like, right. Yes, yeah, it's more like a traditional pickle versus a uh, just a grocery store bullcrap I don't know Vlasic or whatever I have this fear that in the way this 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 sour beer craze is kind of taking off that we're going to see more and more of beers that, that that are all this vinegar kind of just this there's there's so many nasty sours out there, there yeah there's and, some not good ones and I think that it's going to I think it turns some people off from what sour beer is supposed to be and what sour beer can be you know it's you have a good sour beer and it's 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 one of those experiences that when you think about it later it just makes your mouth water and not not even like like a conscious thing like it just like the, just the thought of that 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 flavor hitting that yeah like it just mm-hmm. that's not, a perfect noise for that yeah it's not that <laughs> that's great yeah not that nasty vinegar <laughs> disgusting flavor that that i think we've all had in in, in a beer or two you know i had one last night. It was this the sour beer that was on tap, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna try that." And I, you know, I was, "Oh, do you want a pint, or do you just want to try it?" And I said, "Oh no, go ahead and give me a pint." And luckily, the guy sitting next to me said, "Oh no, 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 don't do that." And they got that beer's terrible. And I said, "Well, is it? You know, is it just you know, are you a sour beer guy, or you know?" He's like, "No, I like sours, but it's terrible beer." And it was terrible beer. So it happens more. So and you more did not heed his advice. No, I did. I, I just got the sample. and oh, okay. Was, was yeah, very yeah. grateful that I struggled <laughs> through the the three ounces or whatever it was, but. Yeah, um, and that's something we fight all the time, especially at first, uh, to a lesser extent now. But when people maybe aren't familiar with us or haven't had our beers yet, their perception is kind of what you just described. A lot of the times, they've had something that wasn't good, and that's what they think everything is going to be like. Right, and even you know, even people that um, I think sometimes people's perception of what something is going to taste like kind of clouds what it does end up tasting like you know I've, I've, just reading through some of the the, the the online reviews which I know everybody loves so much you know for, for this mm, beer you know you, you hear you hear some people go on and on and on about how terrible this beer is because it tastes this like pickles. beer tastes too much like pickles guys yeah do not drink it if I, you not like pickles I think um, I read one and give me a second while I pull it up here but um it was something along the lines of, I hate pickles, I hate this beer, I, Urban Artifact is still okay, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, it's usually, I hate pickles, this beer tastes like pickles, I hate this beer. I mean, the logic makes sense, except yeah, why you're ordering okay. it. I hate pickles, I hate this beer, good effort, however, still have Urban Artifact. 
So I've, I've got a couple of them if you guys want to hear them. So we did a good job and made it taste like pickles, <laughs> but you just hate pickles. So um, fuck us. Yeah. Again, worst goza I've ever had. <laughs> nice, nice. And maybe it's the only goza they've ever had, but they never specified. But it, it like it's it's so such, it's also it's, the best. It's in its own little unique cat. Like you can't <laughs> put it in with you know like. All right, so, um, Keep them coming. I got one more. Love this. This tastes as bad as it sounds. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got one good one there too. Um, I can't even describe this beer, but I love it. <laughs> and I think that's probably the best one that I read because that kind of that nails it for me right there. It's like I I. I guess I can describe it though. It tastes like a really good pickle. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a, it's a really good uh, study in marketing approach too. Because if we, so we didn't actually use pickles. So we just used cucumbers and, and fresh dill. Right. So it'd be interesting to see how this compared if we fresh dill it. grown at Ohio Valley Hops too, right? Yes. No. Um, no. <laughs> Almost. He, Dave. Dave's awesome, and bless his heart, he tried, but the, <laughs> the dill turned out terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the plans. All right. It just agriculture we were, first was, year. He was actually going to grow the cucumbers and the dill, and we we're going to use everything from his farm. And none of that happened because <laughs> the deer got all the cucumbers, and the dill turned out like crap. So, <laughs> so is there a chance that next year we'll see a a pickle goza with locally grown Ohio there's Valley? A ch- there's a chance in the coming years that we just vertically integrate with Dave and his farm, like. He's growing raspberries for us. He planted over a hundred bushes. Like he's gonna just like his farm's gonna get taken over with raspberries. <laughs> he's planted all the acres of hops that he's planted. I think like up to two now. Like we have a standing order with him that we're gonna buy every single thing he puts into pellets. Like we're, we're taking it all. He grows dill and fennel and other spices and herbs, and we buy all of it. So, and it, it's current. It's coming to the point where like. Dave, anything Dave grows, we, we take. He's, he's great. He makes awesome stuff. Yeah. You guys are also those people who anything Dave probably decides to grow for shits and giggles, you'll find a way to put it into a beer, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. He could grow like Keens and we'd, 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 uh, we'd use it. With um, If anybody did not make it down to uh, Bewilderfest or hear any of the, the coverage of it, um, some of the beers that, that popped up during that festival were, were Pretty weird. Then you got garlic and, and, and cheese. Oh yeah, and black garlic. <laughs> oh yeah, black garlic, smoked beer, cheese um, beers, gorgonzola like cheese. A little bit of everything that you can think of, and then a few things that you would never think of. So yeah, it's, it's actually bringing beer festivals back to their roots, like getting stuff you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> Is that a dig at other beer festivals? <laughs> yes, that's a, absolutely a dig at other beer festivals. I'm tired of going to beer festivals where it's a bunch of core beers and then one seasonal beer. Like, right. Come on, I I can't argue that point. I um, like what's the point? And it's it is it's not so much that every that you can't have beer festivals like that. It's that people that have the ability to make beer festivals more unique aren't. So and I th- I think that's a better way to put it because the next time I'm at a beer festival and you guys are there pouring. They're your core beers in a seasonal. I'm going to give you shit about it now because Please. you said that. <laughs> well, it's not our choice. Most of the times, it's not your choice. And that's, they won't and take I think the special stuff. Going back to, 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 to Scotty's point, like if, if you're a place that's able to do something different, able to do something special, for God's sake, just do something different and do something if, special. If you're it's, the biggest retailer in the country, you can afford to buy some specialty beers. Like, let's get weird with it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I have a lot of respect for how 50 West did their punch out because it's 
was a fantastic event, unique beer event. You know, we can talk about them getting more, you know, stylistic with uh, with the beers in the future. But I think they hit it out of the park with giving the community a unique concept to attend. Well, and I, I think that was an awesome, awesome festival. I, I, I think that that's kind of you know, if you can find some way to make a festival just different, you know, you. Know, people need to be doing that more not necessarily it doesn't have to be the weirdest beers you can find it doesn't have to be uh, you know you don't have to have a boxing match in the middle of your festival just find something that makes you different you know i I, i've raved a little bit about um bad tom's badass beer fest because here's a brewery that a lot of people really like to shit on sometimes it was very justified when they were getting shit on and they put on a festival that in Bad Tom's own way. Entertainment program by Urban Artifact. It was very different. I've never seen a beer festival with so many families, so many dogs. So many, like, it, it was, was classy as shit. It was very different than anything else. And so, things like that. You know, you can put on a, a fairly normal beer festival as far as a, a beer selection goes and make it different, make it something special, make it something that stands out in this you know, ever-crowded world of beer festivals we have here in Cincinnati. Oh, every weekend is something new. Right. And some weekends is two things or more. Yeah. I mean, Fatheads does one too. They do an IPA festival um, every year. And so that, you know, that's their niche. That's what they're really known for is those hoppy beers. And I think that's another really good example of somebody that just knows what they are and, and, you know, you can talk about it in the craft beer market as a whole is people knowing and finding who they are. Right. So... Yes. Going back to you guys pickles. and pickles and what you do, um, what else? What else is coming up? What what other fun things are kind of? I know we've we've so, we've heard some hints about a new stout since. Well, we should finish up on pickles though because we do we, have we, another two oh, variations yeah, on uh, the pickle goza. All right, that'll okay, be coming so up. We hooked up with the the J and J at Fab Ferments. Um, and they make like kimchi, pickles, right. all sorts of fermented stuff. And we got a bunch of their juice, like pickle juice, and we're making some infusions, kimchi and pickle juice. So we're making two different infusions of the pickle beer with their juice. Uh, so it's going to be like super, super intense. So now I, I, last week, I think it was last week, we were down at, uh, at Blank Slate talking to Scott, and I asked him if he had tried your pickle beer yet because he's kind of a, a, a pickle geek and he, there's a whole story there too but I don't know I haven't tried that yet and so I don't know you have to do that so on on that same token have you guys been down there and tried turn for the worst with the relish option no I've never even heard of this so he and <laughs> I, I, that sounds I, fantastic he teamed up with some pickle place and I I'm going to kick myself for not remembering the pickle name pickle pig no fat ferments no <laughs> Klosterman? No. no, they're bread. It, um, <laughs> it, it's not important right now. You can go back and listen to the show, and he'll tell you. Famous Dave. He he got Servati Buskins. <laughs> he got he did a a yeah, flight, I, I guess, down there talking to them of different pickle brines to figure out which one paired the best with Turn for the Worst, and they now keep a big squeeze bottle of it behind the bar. Oh, and nice. so you can order your Turn for the Worst that with so a cool. they have a little jigger and they measure out the amount that they decided needed to go in a pint of it and they dump it in there and it gives it this little bit of pickliness in addition to all the sausage spices and stuff. It's it's right up your guys' alley. Geni- that's a genius idea. So it's kind of similar to the uh, 
the, the, the pickled pickle idea that you guys are talking about, but in a very different pickled, way. Pickled pickle, I like that. <laughs> uh, we got maybe some pickled barrel something or other coming out awesome. uh, at some point. So, you know, keep your eyes on the horizon for that. Um, what, what kind of time frame? Long. Yeah, if you're into immediate gratification, we'll be tapping the Fat Ferments kegs October 18th in our tap room, and then we'll be at Whole Foods Mason October 21st with both the kimchi and dill pickle collabs. You guys have something else coming up but in the early October, another pint night or something with pickle beers, don't you? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, this this one here, Cappy, is a weird beer night, and then we've got uh, another event yeah. next Tuesday at Nation. That's that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anybody that didn't come here. It goes so good go. with, with burgers. It's crazy. It's crazy how good it is. I Veggie imagine. burger or not, for all you vegetarians out there. So I'm, I'm very curious about the... Uh, vegetarians the, out there at zero viewership <laughs> right now. Our battery's about <laughs> to die, too, on that. Um, the, the, the pickle barrel sounds interesting. And anybody who... I guess is a diehard Urban Artifact fan knows that barrels sometimes take time and sometimes you have to wait a little bit for sometimes things to Sometimes they be take right. more time. <laughs> and then more time. So be patient. <laughs> that patience is about to pay off for whoever is in the Explore Club, if you listen to this, um, soon. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them already know because we invited everyone down to pull nails, essentially, and uh, take a look at what was going on so that, you know, people actually realize, like, yes, there is beer in barrels. It's not uh, a big joke. We're not bullshitting you. Yes. Yes. Everybody goes down into that tap room, and they start looking around like, oh, my God. They've been tricking us the whole time. They don't actually make beer here. (laughs) They don't have any barrels. This is just a clever marketing ruse ruse for a, uh, a, a wonderful music venue. So there is beer in barrels. Oh, lots of beer and lots of barrels. And people yeah. will get to try it soon. And I would say as soon as that first barrel gets rolled out in the bottles, you'll be seeing stuff like almost monthly from us. That's something awesome. new. So get excited. It's going to get it's gonna get awesome. 2017 is going to be uh, urban ar- the year of Urban Artifact. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, so I, I heard that it's possible we'll see the first barrel release this year. Is that true? That's a very strong possibility. There is a strong possibility. And... I guess since we're jumping around topic to topic here and we're on the packaging topic, we also saw a fun little event thrown onto your calendar on Facebook that said can release. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it's about, but I know that we can release stuff on that day. <laughs> yes. So we'll definitely do something. That is a fact. I've seen the labels and they're brilliant. Thanks. It's wonderful. Oh, you it's, you like them? That's I love good. them. I absolutely love They're them. They're all hand drawn stuff. I love. Um, I, I'll have not a, our hands. Though, I'll have please. a post it's coming about it in the very near future. But uh, there's this, you know, the standard kind of description of the beer, but there's also like a three word description at the top of the can, which I freaking love. Oh, it's great. like those those three. Just the perfect descriptors of what the beer is, and I can't remember what they are off the top of my Sizzle head. Sizzle words. That's what we call them. Sizzle. I've never heard that phrase, but I like it. Yes. So that's what Scotty calls them, and now we'll all be calling them. Yes. It's, it's, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think what, what we decide, one refers to the pH level. Acidity. One's, one's color and one's color flavor. And flavor. Yeah. So I might actually steal that idea from now on on all of like my, my tasting notes that I put on the blog. Mm, Just nice. do like some sizzle words. Some sizzle words. <laughs> and then you can do your long description. It's perfect. That's right. Yeah. 
sometimes you don't have a whole lot of time. You only just need give me give me the real quick, quick and dirty. That's right. Yeah. We actually stole that idea from which, like any good idea, it gets stolen. Um, at least uh, the first time I saw it was at Modern Times Brewery uh, out west, San Diego, I think. They don't do yeah, it. At the, they don't do it at the top California. ring though. They do it like at the bottom, and they'll do like roasty coffee black or whatever. But anyway, well, we took we kind of took that. Mad Tree always has some kind of quick thing at the top of their cans, but yes. it never actually describes the beer. So we kind of merge those ideas, and so we love the Mad Tree at the top of the ring. I guess perfect spot. I shouldn't say never. I'm sure it does every once in a while, but yes, yes, I like it. it, it, it can't wait to see them. Can't wait to see them on shelves here, at Cappy's, and, oh, we're and all stoked. these other places around town. It's going to be really cool. Um, anything else exciting planned for for this this Christmas season? I mean, you had you talked about the the twelve beers of Christmas that you did last year. Yeah, we'll do something similar this year. Um, I don't I don't even know it's going to be twelve beers this year, honestly. With the with the the potential <laughs> with the potential with the potential can release party and the the potential bottle stuff and all the other things that are happening. I I don't know how many unique Christmas beers we'll get to this year but there will be at least six so um, there's just so many fun things but I, I, I don't know yeah yeah we and got I just, some really unique barrel stuff coming out this Christmas too yeah I just thought about it too that we probably will be saving a keg of pickle beer so we can have a Christmas pickle redux better oh, so we might as well yeah I mean, it'd be silly not to yes so I got let's take a quick break because I have another question but we're we're jumping all over the place and we're behind on our break so we'll be right back on Cincy Brewcast the voice of Cincy Craft Hi Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones by now craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone you've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel Listerman's Rheingeist 8 Ball Braxton and more at just 5 bucks a bag you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains organic eggs peanut butter and brown rice flour but did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults it's available through the New Richmond Cincinnati Public Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. 
They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasture.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. For the hundreds of people that are on Periscope right now, thanks for hanging with us. How many people are on right now? Uh, a big whopping zero. zero. I see a, at least one zero. I'm disappointed in everybody right now. We were up to a although, maximum of four. Although, to be fair, I told everybody it probably wasn't going to be on Periscope, so it's my fault. We'll accept it. So my question that I was going to ask you guys before we took our break... I have no I haven't forgotten I almost okay. forgot it, but I didn't Good. so I I love the pickle beer I love all of your <laughs> seasonal gozas is there any chance we're going to see this more than one time a year is there any chance that it's going to become a standard seasonal or is this the just pickle? like a like a fun kind of what is it the, the urban legend series where it pops up every once in a while and you'll see it next year probably around burger week so that we dropped sense. the ball big time this year, not doing that, but we didn't really think about that until next year. What is that, July? End of July? Yeah, it's like mid-July, I think, for Cincinnati Burger Week. And, I mean, weather-wise, too, it's a little bit better than fall time for uh, for another Goza, at yep. least with that type of flavor profile. Well, yeah, I mean, for some reason, I, not Gozas, because you guys have some Gozas that go really well in the wintertime, but... A pickle goes. It goes really good when it's hot outside. And, oh yeah. Um, sitting outside and drinking, and I imagine sitting and grilling burgers or, or beer brats or whatever it is you're throwing on the grill. It's probably really good with all of those. So makes sense when it's hot outside. But I just want it more. I want it all the time. I, I want it. I want it in cans, sitting in my fridge next to Finn. There's there's very few beers of ours that we have plans for that aren't core brands that will be in cans. And that's one of them, though. Like, I can't imagine Pickle Goza going in anything but cans, though. Like, <laughs> what else could that possibly be in, you know? Like, you're not going to drink, like, out of a fancy little bottle while you're grilling up a burger. You want to fuck a can right next to you on the grill, flipping meat, flipping brats, whatever the case may be. Unless you go the uh, the Brewdog's route where they stuff the bottles in the taxidermied squirrels. Yes. You came up some kind of, like, Ooh, pickle? synthetic Giant pickle, pickle that you, yeah, you oh, pickle bottle in there and... Uh, we, got a, we actually got a bad Santa pickle variant coming out. It's a wooden pickle mixed with blood. Uh, it's going to be delicious. What? <laughs> I'm not sure I even followed that. Have you seen that movie recently? Bad um, Santa? Not recently, no. Okay, so that, that short little uh, curly-head, redhead guy, uh, kid, mm-hmm. kid yeah. he, uh, he makes a wooden pickle oh, for, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for uh, what's that, Billy Bob? Billy Bob, yeah. He yeah. makes a wooden pickle for Billy Bob. And when he's making it, he cuts and cuts his hand on it and gets blood all over this thing. It's basically just like a wooden stick. And he's like, I made you a wooden pickle. So we're going to make a bloody wooden pickle <laughs> for a variant. 
I yep. don't know if you can use human blood. Oh, in... we'll just put a shitload of iron in it. So basically, rust and wood. Faux blood. So, going on another tangent here, um, I don't know if I've told this story on the air before or not, but I was sitting in the tap room one day and, and, and Josh was there. He was getting ready to, to leave and go home, and he was sitting at the bar with a beer in front of him. And he got up to go to the bathroom or something like that, and he looked at the bartender and he said, just, just watch my beer for me. And she said, okay. And he got up and he went to the bathroom and came back and he sat down. He's like, you didn't do anything with my beer. And she's like, well, yeah, I spit in it. <laughs> and he got really serious and he leaned across the bar and he looked at her in the eyes and he's like, I spit in every single batch. And I've never <laughs> heard something so funny in my life because just weren't, weren't really sure if he was serious or not. <laughs> That's, that sounds like his humor. Yes. It was, yes. It was really funny. I don't know if, I, if I've told that on the air before. I'm sorry for repeating myself. Well, but speaking of, speaking of Josh, he, um, so there's a brewery down in uh, southern Florida called Inoculum Ale Works, and they just released a blood beer, and it was made with uh, dark sweet cherries and a lot of iron to kind of make it taste like pennies or, right. or blood. And... Um, uh, you know, it was mixed received, but however, uh, Josh has been pushing us to make a bone beer or a coffin beer, and he wants to actually like get bones and get like dried pine, like you know you'd make a coffin out of, and then aged beer on it. So when they got these guys came out with this blood beer, we thought, oh hey, let's reach out and make a blood and bone beer. So that's that's actually really. Uh, I, what would bones do to the flavor of a beer? Not much. But it would make it kind of minerally. Like yeah, to that's the, it. Bones are mostly calcium. calcium. Yeah. Calcium carbonate and calcium sulfate. Yeah, maybe sulfate. <laughs> and then call it collagen as well. So yeah, I, I don't know. Sulfates, I we won't. We it won't. Is. We'd be probably be able to use actual bones according to the TTB. Um, but <coughs> we'll, we, we can get calcium carbonate easily and calcium sulfate easily. What or, is what, oh, they're, it's they're, phosphate? Calcium phosphate. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say they're pretty busy, so we might be able to get that in the formulas. Now, just maybe. Didn't didn't Mad Tree use some kind of pork product in their porkopolis or whatever that was at one time? I'm not familiar with that beer at all. Pork, I don't know if it was porkopolis what is that? or something. It was like a like a smoked pork kind of beer, but was it good? Uh, I, I don't recall liking it, but I, I, I'm not a huge, overly smoked beer kind of fan, you know. But meat beers are hard but in I, general. If you can, and I don't know for a Soft. fact that they used actual meat in it, but if, if they did, what's the difference between that and bones? And I mean, yeah, it's a fine line, right? I mean, I'm cool with like human bones. I don't know if like cow bones would be neat, but like human bones would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah you might run into some problems. <laughs> <laughs> He might be better with, with pork or, or something like that. That's that's where the people that used to go to St. Patrick's Church come in, and uh, they're not so happy anymore. <laughs> oh, so we got this human bone beer. Are you interested? <laughs> yeah. Just never know how serious you guys are with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually been my favorite thing with the Pickle Goza and kind of promoting this beer throughout the state of Ohio is that we just have been able to get as weird as we want and people love it. Because huh? for a time it was kind of really just really pushing people and pushing people, pushing people and having to do some things that maybe were not as weird just to you know get some people on board. But now it's like the weirder the better. We, which, we almost catch more shit for not getting weird. Which, like, which goes back to... to, to topic that I that I started to talk about and we, we, we left for a minute, the, the cauldron. 
Calder went away. It was probably your least weird beer that you made. It was kind of normal. Delicious, but kind of boring for you guys. Um, what's this new stout we're, we're hearing about? Oh, yeah. So for next week's Tap Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, Tap Tuesday. Maple breakfast stout. Um, I guess all things considered, it's not super weird. It's just a, a delicious-ass maple breakfast stout. So I feel like that's underselling. So a lot of our <laughs> urban legend stuff has been... Uh, you know, we have a wild double IPA, Palmistry is a fruited double Berliner, you know, a lot of high gravity stuff, but it's all been kind of more light and I guess Otso with a double, double tart coffee brown is somewhat heavy, but it's still high on the city level. Somewhat so heavy. <laughs> you know, like nine something percent? Yeah, nine and a half. But it doesn't drink that way. Um, and we've always had in the plans these other other beers to really get some dark beers. Um, so we always have a winter spice stout. Um, going back to the yeah, going back to the love of Christmas beers and spice stouts that uh, that will still be coming out in another month or so. Um, but this is the first urban legend that's in that sort of dark stout realm, and so the name of it is the Milkman, and it's a maple <laughs> breakfast stout. So think uh, you know maple, vanilla, cinnamon, coffee. It's it's, it's so basically delicious. like a French toast breakfast with a side of coffee. Yes, it sounds like. A perfect beer for the fall as we hit these mornings where it's really cold outside and it's really not fun to, to walk out there. Number one sales month for stout beers. More stouts are sold in November than any other month, which is weird because Christmas beers come out in November. Is that including St. Patrick's Day? Yes. That's, that's that's interesting. Well, it's just one big burst at the beginning of the month for St. Patty's Day, and then it's the whole month of November. It's all stouts, like, all the time. And then December, obviously, holiday, Christmas, whatever, winter beers. And then January, whatever, it just plummets. But right. you boners and your weak-ass uh, resolutions, just stop doing that. <laughs> if you're listening out here, just stop with your beer resolutions. It's I always silly. cancel at least one person out because I always make the resolution to drink more beer. There so I try go. to make there up for one of those people that give their beer. So That's if brilliant. We as craft it's beer brilliant. drinkers all make that resolution this year, then maybe we can kind of even things out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to take a break, just take a break when you feel like it. Don't wait till January. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do what I do. Have a dry day. Set a day of the week. Don't drink. You're good. I have like um, every day I have a dry period, where like mm, nice. What's a what's a period about, constitute? Like like uh, six or mostly. seven hours, depending on how much I, I, I sleep that night. Okay, so, okay, okay. That's that's my that's my dry period. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> that means. Oh, and if my boss is listening while I'm at work too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that totally caught me by surprise. That was a good one. I might co-op that joke. It was really good. It's already been done. <laughs> What else do you guys have going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, we just forged the shit at uh, Spring Grove Cemetery. Um, so Josh and I uh, really like to get down on like local stuff. So we have a barrel. Obviously, I mean, we use a lot of ton of local wild yeast. So we found a barrel in our barrel program that we really liked, and it really exhibited these really unique properties. It was funky. It was sour. It was clean. Um, well, not clean in the sense like not funky but clean in the sense like not like musty or basement-y right. so really easy to work with a good palette beer um, palette in the sense of like a, a painter's palette um, 
So what we've been doing is going to Spring Grove and like we have this huge map where we mapped out like all the different plants so you can eat the stuff off the plants. And we've been going for like a month now and collecting all these different things. So we got hazelnuts and pecans and walnuts and crab apples and keens and what is a keen? Because I don't, I still don't know. And I think I've seen like, them. It looks like a pear, but it tastes like a warhead. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking fruit. Like, it, I swear to God, it tastes like a warhead. Like you, you could be it. making this up right now. You know, uh, that, yeah, right? it probably is. It yeah. looks like a pear and tastes like a warhead. It's the weirdest things. We uh, uh Wonka berries, um, coffee tree. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Did you say Wonka berries? <laughs> so we don't yet have a fact checker like uh, the debate on Monday night, but it might Snowsberry. be necessary. Okay. Snozberries. So these Wonka berries. Oh, chestnuts. Um, we call them Wonka berries, but you look at these berries; they're actually called beauty berries. They're bright purple, like the brightest purple you've ever seen. And you look at them and you think, "There's no way those aren't poisonous." But then you eat them and you're like, "Hmm." kind of tastes a little bit piney maybe like juniper really weird super super juicy and wet and like uh, refreshing but they look like they're the brightest purple thing you have ever seen they look like something from easter like it's crazy so we've been harvesting things like we've probably spent eight hours in the past week just harvesting different stuff and um we're throwing it all oh and a bunch of pears like 70 pounds of pears and we're throwing it all into one barrel and we're making a four five two two three barrel so like a local forage barrel mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a lot of fun that's cool yeah it's, i mean it's weird as shit like no one does that but it's a lot of fun a lot of the things you guys do sometimes are a little inefficient a little goofy a little a little weird and i think that that's kind of I don't want to say it's become like your, your your gimmick, but I mean it's it's very much who you guys are, and I think that the the more people understand that, and the more people kind of let themselves loosen up a little bit about beer and just have fun. Not that you guys, you know, I don't know how to describe it. So you guys are not loose about your beer. Your beer is is, is technically fantastic, but it's almost like. You, it just happened that way, if that makes any sense. Like it's it's just it's such a, a loose feeling kind of brewery where it's like it's almost. Um, There's never an idea brought up where we say no, it can't be done. It's how can we do that? Right. Well said. That's exactly what it is. Like the bone beer. Like it wasn't like that's retarded. We're not. Do- Excuse me. That's dumb. We're not doing that. Um, it's more like how can we make that work? Like, obviously, human bones is a terrible idea, but how can we make bone flavor happen? It's cool stuff. Let's let's take another break. I'm going to run inside and get me a uh, spicy pickle goza. We'll be right back. Hit the Whiz Palace. <laughs> we'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. invited to join us at the 2016 Brewers Charity Golf Classic, presented by Top Golf and Jake Sweeney Chevrolet, benefiting ProKids.org. 
this premier golf tournament will be hosted at the prestigious Four Bridges Country Club in Liberty Township. This two-man best ball scramble features over $100,000 in cash and prizes. The Brewers Charity Golf Classic tees off at 1 p.m. on Monday, October 3, 2016. Premium craft beer stations will be available on every third hole. Player registration ends September 25th, so get your best two-man team together and register online at www.brewersopen.com. You know, there's no need to be uptight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Um, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed, beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewer's Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com. Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Missable Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> The voice of Sensicraft. We're back at Cappy's with Urban Artifact. And um, going out of order because I want to drink this beer and do. From the beer fridge. I'm drinking the spicy pickle goza. Oh, yeah. So it's not as spicy as I thought it was going to be because um, I was drinking it on my way back to the table, actually, a little bit. But. It definitely has some spice that comes in almost afterwards. But when you first taste it, it's very much the pickle goza. And then afterwards, like if you sit back, it kind of hits in the back of the throat maybe a little bit, but not not overpowering. Not um, if somebody didn't tell me it was a spi- spicy pickle goza, I would almost think that maybe it was something else that I ate. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> if that makes any sense. Like it's it's just, it's there, but it's not it's not in your face. It's good. Yeah, it's a. Uh we do a lot of different peppers and so the way this one was decided Brett had the idea and did, re- did his research in trying to emulate if you had a spicy pickle what it most would be like because you know why not and uh, so with that 
there was actually cayenne pepper used instead of jalapenos or habaneros to get that flavor profile that we were looking for. Was this um, like dried cayenne or these fresh cayenne peppers? They were fresh. So how do you anticipate how much heat you're going to get from something like that? Is it really just like a guessing game or is it... Yes. Um, it's a guessing game. Trial and error too. It, that's, kind of. Yes, it's all of that. Yeah, so we'll... We'll try it. We'll we'll buy a bunch. We'll try at least one, and then we'll we'll you know just eat it raw and see kind of what heat it, it has, and then see what the kind of flavor it has. Is it super vegetal like jalapenos, or is it more fruity like habaneros? Is it somewhere in between? Uh, what kind of vegetal flavor do we want to go for? Do I want to like buy a whole bunch of them and then take the seeds out of some and just use the seeds, or do I want to just use the flesh? Like habaneros all only use flesh because. Uh, it's hot enough, but it gives you enough of that um, fruity flavor, but not like overly vegetal. Where jalapenos, I might gut a whole bunch of them, take just the seeds, and add the seeds to other just peppers, so it's not overly vegetal. So it's a it's kind of a, a is balancing. There, is act. there any kind of like a like a blending process or anything that you go through with it? Like, do you make do you take a batch of the regular spicy or the regular pickle and then the spicy pickle if it's too sweet? Like, is, does that? We have done that in the past. Uh, the spicy pickle, though, it wasn't to the point where I felt like it needed to blend it down. Um, it actually, I feel like, just kind of enhanced and doesn't add much spiciness. So it, we, we kind of left it as it was. Well, it's it's really interesting. I um, I'm not a a hot beer fan. I don't like I don't like beers that that burn my mouth and. Um, that's not fun to me, but something that no. something that it adds that 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 extra little layer of flavor. I don't know if you guys got a chance to try the saison uh, day five one three from Cincy Beer Week. Oh, that was the best. It was that was the best beer week. Beer. There was there was no heat at all to it, but it was the pepper all this flavor pepper was fantastic. Flavor. And I, I think that's interesting, and I want to see more stuff like that, more things that kind of explore peppers. Without should we get on Beer Week? Should we start talking about that? Because I feel like. There's some improvement. That, that might be there. a rabbit hole, though. We can <laughs> no, we can definitely talk about that. I um I think we just did. Well, I'm I'm curious because you've got places. You know, I I think this was before the show that we were talking about uh, fig leaf starting up, and um, I'm I'm curious with a place like that. You know, do they are they going to be considered part of the Cincinnati beer oh, scene? Oh shit! They, that's, yeah, that's a whole other not, thing. I know that there's already been a little bit of. Um, a little bit of feedback from the the beer week board that certain breweries don't belong in it already because they're not part of Cincinnati and it, it yeah at some point you've got to start making geographic distinctions if you're not in the loop in my opinion you're not uh, you're not you're not in you're not in you're out which granted I love every brewery that's outside the loop but you know what at the end of the day it's Cincinnati beer week not outside of Cincinnati somewhere in rural America beer week it's Cincinnati Beer Week. And I feel like the extra taxes that we get to pay entitles us to something. Hmm. I love those extra taxes. Love <laughs> Cincinnati taxes. But, devil's advocate, as someone who lives outside of the loop but very much considers myself part of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Cincinnati is not just the city of Cincinnati. It's a, it's a city built on neighborhoods and on different suburbs and that, that all of that is what creates greater Cincinnati mm-hmm. it's in, and maybe that's maybe that's the distinction maybe it should be greater Cincinnati beer week so where's the stop though I don't know because 
it, you know, so I can tell example, you my rule. Like it's lo- long, forty miles, but but lo- but long term, like Cincinnati Dayton market is almost becoming fused together, and it's soon going to probably be reclassified into the same television market. So at some point, you could say that, you know, from oh, uh, you know, whatever Second Street all the way up to Vandalia, Ohio, is Cincinnati, because but, that is now the Cincinnati market. So changing things around a little bit what about you know eight ball and and braxton and darkness you know you could argue they're they're not closer to cincinnati than than they're not in the they're not in the ohio craft brewers association and they're not cincinnati but they're greater cincinnati should should they be part of a cincinnati beer week it it depends on who's running cincinnati beer week (laughs) if it's cincinnati beer week then there's a ton of breweries that shouldn't be involved there's so many breweries that shouldn't be involved in Cincinnati Beer Week. There's more breweries in Cincinnati Beer Week that aren't Cincinnati than there are Cincinnati. Mad Tree shouldn't have been involved in Cincinnati Beer Week until 2.0 is online, if that's the case. If we're talking actual city. Yes, yes. And, and that, that's, I guess, the argument. What makes somebody a Cincinnati brewery versus something else? Yeah. And I, I think you can't, you can't argue that Mad Tree has done more for Cincinnati beer than some of the places that are oh, agreed. situated right in, in the heart of Cincinnati and, and indisputable as being part of the city. So it's it becomes a weird kind of... But then you where, have things, it's, it's, then you things, got things like Rivertown who are purposely leaving because of sewer issues and then if they expect to be a part of Cincinnati Beer Week next year... They're not leaving. They are expanding to another area as well. They will still be open in Lockland. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, should they be allowed in Cincinnati Beer Week now that they're in Hamilton as well, or wherever they are, Monroe? Monroe. The, I, you know, I, I don't know. To me, it, it kind of seems like if you're that far out, like, I don't think you're really Cincinnati anymore. Well, I, I think the biggest issue, though, is we've, we saw it two years ago with the collaboration beer, and even this year, that it's too many cooks in the kitchen and it's getting muddy. And so, to me, it's, we're not bringing something unique to the consumer. So whether you consider a brewery Cincinnati or not, the way at least a, a collaboration beer is going to work out needs to change. So why does it have to be a quote-unquote collaboration beer? I mean, collaboration beers can it definitely act, happen need during that well, week, I like what they did. I like what Brewers Association did for their beer. They, they picked a style and then gave a recipe to every brewery that's, and, and said, that's, brew it. That's what that's I think awesome. I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of people that they want to see happen. And, and then... Even if you're a tiny little brewery, you can brew it. You can put it on tap. And I think there was probably a lot of people that, have, that would have loved to have their collaboration beer on tap that couldn't. Um, I also recognize that being able to put your name on packaging when you aren't packaging is probably beneficial to some of the breweries that are small. It was, it's probably wonderful for Dogberry to have their name on the, the Cincinnati Beer Week this year. So I, I also know. don't appreciate getting... Uh, putting on a team put on a team and then basically the problem is is whoever's financially responsible i.e. the person packaging it can basically railroad every single other person on the team because at the end of the day it's their ass on the line and And i did not appreciate just getting railroaded and Uh, the decisions for who does that packaging were decided long before now yep when a lot of people didn't even exist yet so it yeah and you know what and i'll uh i'll be more of a debbie downer on the business side of things I can tell you now, other than some retailers, distributors hate it, salespeople hate it, 
because now I've got to sell a bunch of a beer that might not be very good because it's muddled with too many people. But even if it is fantastic, you're now fighting against five, six, eight cool. other beers. If you're if you're Madry, you, you now have to figure out what to do with how many cans of, of black tart that are probably sitting around somewhere because you had to order something. Oh, you, you won't get anyone from Madry to say that was a good idea for them to, to be the ones to do that. Like, it but, would... but, but even without packaging, just on draft, I mean... You're not talking about small amount of. You're talking about a, not a, It's not a small amount of beer, especially because we're talking about just in Cincinnati. Right. Because you're basically making a beer that says, the rest of our market, why would you care? You know what I mean? I'm not going to be able to go to Columbus and say, hey, here's this beer week beer because that's how it's going to be branded. Want to buy it? And for the most part, unless it was like drew some rave reviews, most people aren't going to care. Oh, right. and if you didn't sell it that whole week, like you're screwed. Like, yeah. You have a week to sell. That is a short time to yeah. sell. Usually you that's, get that's two even to three worse months. Than beer. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and that's tough enough in this city. People in Cincinnati don't give a shit about Bach beer except for one month of the year. <laughs> one which weekend. Is, I, I always is, care about Bach beer. Is, oh, me too. It's, it's the greatest thing. <laughs> it's a good beer. Bach beers are great. Malty, huge, delicious, refreshing. Screw your IPAs. Give me Bach every day. <laughs> Bach me. So, are we ever going to see a Urban Artifact Bach? Uh, you bet your sweet ass you'll see an Urban Artifact Bach. <laughs> we we, we got to be plans. a wild Bach. It'll be, I, so before we opened officially as Urban Artifact, I did a lot of stuff with um, some tart box, and we'll, we got some fun stuff coming. So, I don't know if we're going to hit this March, but in 2018, we for sure will have some box that are going to just be fantastic. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Love box, love them. What else do you guys want, Cincinnati or Greater Cincinnati, for those of us that live outside the loop, <laughs> to know about you guys? Well, so we were talking about beers coming out, and we got off on another tangent. It's you know, that never happens. Kind of the way the show works. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did see uh, Dave from Ohio Valley Hops yes. stroll in at some point, and perfect timing because we're only a couple weeks away from Calliope, our Fresh oh, Hop yeah. Grand Crew coming out. So it's still uh, set to hit mid-October as we actually planned it <coughs> all along. So that's uh, that's exciting. That's uh, nice and funky, and it's you know so hasn't been around for a while. Tell people a little bit kind of about wet hops and why why it's special, why it comes out in the fall. I I, I don't think people kind of yeah so appreciate it as much as they should. You're right. I agree. So. In this day and age, when you can go to the store and you can buy blueberries in January and no one even gives two thoughts about that, which is ludicrous because blueberries are fresh for like one month a year, um, to be able to get that anytime is just the craziest thing. So you consider all yourselves lucky. Like it's the greatest thing ever that you can go and get fresh fruit, any fruit, any time of year at Kroger. Like how awesome of humans is that to do that? Like. Mm, awesome. Anyway, the fact that you can do that and the fact that that can happen and the fact that it can't happen with hops is so mind-blowing. You can only get hops fresh and wet one time a year. All the hops in every beer gets harvested in one month of the year, usually within a couple weeks. So that fast, all of the world's hop supply for the whole next year, every beer you drink, for it's, all of 2016 it's and an 17. It's an old hop beer. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes, and an old <laughs> hop beer got harvested 
already. There's no hops on the vine that haven't been harvested yet that you're going to want to use. At this point, they're probably too cheesy or garlicky or something gross. But if you really want to try, we've got some hop vines growing out front of our property. Give it a shot. Come take them. They were, they were pretty empty the last time I was there. Mm-hmm. I tried we, to we've had some, some home brewers come in and just snag some stuff, which is great. Yeah. Because we're not going to use them. Yeah. Anyway, um, and we offer them up. That's, the yeah. thing that I think is, is, is crazy about the whole talking about fresh versus dried hops is that they it's kind of always been that way and i imagine at one time it might not have been but as far as i've ever been able to read or tell it was like pretty much from the beginning when people started using hops to preserve beer or whatever it was at the time they were dried you know because you, you they didn't last you, you couldn't get them to the brewery in time so it's the last like three days it, 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 yeah. it's it's wasn't until I mean I guess there were some festivals and stuff where they would make some some fresh hop beers, but it wasn't until what the, the 80s when Sierra Nevada started kind of screwing around with it and stuff that yeah. it became a, a thing. And even then, it's modern as shit. Which nobody is that weird. Nobody even paid attention to it all that much then. It it wasn't until like fairly recently, as far as I can tell, where people really started to understand and respect it. So they've yeah. been around for centuries, and it's just now, in the last thirty decade or three decades, that we're using them for for wet hops. Like that's crazy. So with a wet hop beer, the the hops are literally picked from the vine, packaged up, driven to the brewery, and used in with, a lot of cases within one day. Within a day, yep. And it's a completely different kind of experience as far as hops go. Oh, they're they, way worse to use. They. <laughs> did you guys learn anything from last year as far as how yeah, to do that? Yeah, like put them in bags. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Worst our, experience ever. Our system was not designed to use fresh hop beers. You know, pelletized hops, way different. Versus fresh hops are going to be whole. So you still have the whole flower. They, they jammed up our heating shingers so bad. Yeah, Just we got jammed up. We got jammed. We got jammed. <laughs> that's a Parks and Rec reference for anybody that's wondering. Parks and Recreation. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip out every single time you guys have sang anything in here and put it in some kind of uh, promo. I've got a really good clip from when we were at um, at Woodburn of Dennis singing for probably like five minutes in Spanish. Oh that's, that's phenomenal. But I'm just looking for something to use it for. That's a song. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a song. Oh, Chicago. So, so to kind of get, if we get back on track, the end result, though, are going to be more earthy, herbal, herbal floral. Um, grassy. Grassy grassy flavors out of your hops. It's tons of lemon this year from the hops we got from Dave. Just like, it, it smelled like lemon tea. It was, the, it was just... The brew house has never smelled better. Like, honest to God. Like, it was the best thing I've ever smelled. Like, he killed it this year with his hop growing. It's exciting. And and, and it's, it changes a little bit from, from year to year. And it changes a little bit from every time you brew it. It's going to be a little different because it's, it's, it's a fresh product. It's, it's, it's fun. And it's yes. the only true fall seasonal in that. Yes. And, and, and I, I don't think people kind of respect it. You talk about being able to get raspberries or whatever any time of year. You can get pumpkin anytime here. You can make a pumpkin beer in June if you want to. I, actually, I think they do make. Yeah, pumpkin they do beers make in it in June. Like, uh, <laughs> you'll make it in June for July release. I'm looking at you, pumpkin. So, I guess a better example would be Oktoberfest. Nobody brews their Oktoberfests in 
in, in January in March, or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, hell, March. They don't, they don't, nobody does that anymore either. Because you don't... You, you, you can, though. But with those wet hop beers, you really can't because it's, it's fresh hop. So it's, it's the only real fall seasonal. And, um, I, I was blown away by how many there were this year around town. Oh, it was great to see. Um, it, it was a, a pretty impressive list. And there's still um, a few that haven't been raised. Rivertown's got one. You guys have one. Oh, how did uh, the Nashis turn out? I haven't tried that yet. Really, really good. They um, teamed up with a place out in uh, Hillsboro and oh. got their hops from them. So they it, um, Was that um, Ohio? No, it was... Uh, what was that? Do you know who it was? Uh, not off the top of my head. I can't mm. remember. So I think in the Cincinnati market, though, there's still some education to go on that, and that's because a lot of it just ends up on draft. There's not really... Right. I can't think of a fresh hot beer by a brewery in Cincinnati being packaged. Uh, T-Bird was last year. Okay. But okay. they yeah. didn't package it this year. It was yeah. draft only at the at the lager house. But. Okay. So yeah, for the most part, it just doesn't get packaged, and for a large majority of the population, they, if it's not packaged, they're not going to be able to try it. They don't come out to, they don't necessarily come out to a place like Kathy's and check out all the really cool stuff that ends up on draft. I, yeah. And I, I, that's also part of what I love about wet hop beers is that it becomes an event when you tap them, you know, it, you, you, every time that I've been to a, a, a tapping of one lately, you know, you've got the hop grower there talking about stuff. You've got, fresh hops that they brought in for you to smell and for you to, you know, get the oils on your hands as you, you know, like it, throw some in your beer and like it's that experience of that, that connecting people to some of that stuff that's in their beer, I think is extremely underrated in, Oh yeah. It's why I, I imagine other places in the country are better at it than we are here in Cincinnati, but um, I hope that that we're getting there. Changes. We're getting there. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see some more, malt growers and things like that popping up around around the state too so for as old as craft beer is cincinnati is really really young with their craft beer like it's crazy like the taproom law alone held us back for decades right like bells is 30 year 31 years old this year 31 name one brewery that's over 10 years old in cincinnati there's none. Mount yeah. Carmel. Legitimate. Is yeah. Mount Carmel over 10? They're 11, I think. Oh, they hit 11? Yeah, Mount Carmel. Right. Good job, Good guys. job. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Rock bottom, if you count them. Well, they don't count. They're from other places. They just moved in. Yeah. But they make great stuff. Good job, guys. But yeah. Like, yeah, we like the guys down there. Just It's not a... It's, you can count them. That's, that's it's not an independent brewer. That's all. Um, Independently owned. Great or, Crescent's got to yeah. be getting really close there, too. Oh, well, they're not in Cincinnati. They're in Indiana. <laughs> they, they are, well, they see, are my map. Well, that's one, though, that, does, that doesn't actually try to participate in the Cincinnati Beer Week that I can right. think of. They Props to them for that. Did they at the beginning, though? I'm I not think sure. So. I think they might have so. been on the first couple. Well, they weren't, a, they weren't beholden to the Ohio taproom laws, though, either. Right. Which got lifted 13, 12, whatever, Matry when, when and Matry Ryan started. 2013. But so it was three over, yeah, yeah. There's, there's also terrible laws out there in Indiana too but, but that's oh they got some bullshit whole different, stuff. whole different topic but I consider you guys Cincinnati and actually we will be at Great Crescent in I think two weeks for anybody oh, who cool. has not made it out there yet give oh, you an excuse oh that place is beautiful food's great um, food is great it's a neat place and they they, they they were pretty early on I don't think they're quite at 10 years yet but they they were they were right there right in that same kind of group as, as the Mount Carmel's and places like that so yeah. Ten years, I can't imagine that. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Well, and last year was was Mount Carmel's ten year anniversary, and they almost 
skipped over it. I think they just they didn't even realize it. And then somebody <laughs> mentioned, said, "Hey, you guys, it's your 10 year anniversary, so you should do something." I go, oh, "Well, how do we do something?" <laughs> 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 I, uh, I I have a, a deep love for Mount Carmel because they there was no kind of pattern of how you do things when he started. It was it started almost out of necessity. Oldenburg closed and he wanted beer and there wasn't any so he started making it and then a bunch of his friends started drinking too much of it and so it just kept getting bigger and bigger and then... Now they're expanding and yeah, doing it's, more and more and it's, it's awesome. It's stuff, so... Yeah, Chris City's and Mike exciting. do great things out there. You guys have anything else? I mean, we can keep going. Uh, so, other quick hitter <laughs> beers. <laughs> Because why well, we're here. Uh, so for people, I've posted this that like uh, that like the gadget. If you had a chance yeah. to try that, we are doing a black raspberry jelly donut beer. I didn't. Eat, I don't think I got to try the gadget. Didn't that go really fast? When um, it was? That was our fastest selling beer to date. It basically what three days? We, three days we did four cakes. It was crazy. Yeah, it's done. I, yeah. Um, so there's a black raspberry jelly donut beer that will be tapped in two weeks. Is that part of the, the, the donut thing that's been going uh, around? Baked and brewed, brewed baked, baked or whatever. Yeah. yeah, which can have a totally different meaning depending on what brewery you're with. Yes. Um, but yeah, so there's a there's a donut and beer event that will be you at know, our place in November. We are a very minority pot smoking brewery. There's maybe if you didn't understand that, I, what Brett meant was I we was, don't smoke pot like a lot of other brewers i've been none in your, of, none of us do. i've been it's in weird. your tap room on the weekends and some of your 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 customers definitely oh, our do because are it totally smells different than very us. much it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> north side as a whole it smells like a very clean and fine establishment <laughs> is what you're saying i'm saying that your customers sometimes smell like they've been partaking before they got to your establishment all of our customers are totally <laughs> legal and what they do in their own own homes before they come to the brewery, yes. I don't know. But well, see, uh, Northside is a very hemp clothed neighborhood. Uh, I see. And so it's there might be some. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the that hemp makes clothes. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hemp threads. Uh, uh, other than that, <laughs> you will see the gadget return sometime in 2017. So uh, we've had we've been asked by quite a few people with that. Um, I, we had people coming in with four or five growlers at a time trying to fill them oh, up. Oh, yeah. During I bo- heard good things, yeah. Yeah, people were like, can I get uh, these five growlers filled with the gadget? Like, oh, God, I would love to sell you five growlers gadget, but <laughs> we cannot do that right now. Yeah, yeah sometimes you got to share the beer a little bit. Well, and I think, you know, a, there's there are a lot of those people that want to pick up a growler and, and, and take it somewhere, send it somewhere, whatever it may be, to kind of share what's happening at Urban Artifact. And so it's, it's going to be fun to see once stuff is going into packaging kind of how that um, that awareness builds, not just here in Cincinnati, but kind of starting to spread oh, out. yeah, we're and, really and excited places. about that. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Those are upcoming beer releases, though. Yeah, we got 2017, I'm telling you, Year of Urban Artifact. It's going to be fucking crazy. I just, just crazy. I think once people really start tasting some of the more traditional sour stuff, that spent some time in barrels. It's going to shut a lot of people up that kind of run their mouths right now about, about what you guys do, and it's, it's going to be fun to I watch. I think it's going to help people understand and legitimatize what we're doing. Like, we understand it's not the same, and there's a lot of people out there who are judging these steel-soured beers like they would be oak-soured beers, and 
they're not the same. We know they're not the same. You know they're not the same. Like, let's all get on the same page here. Like, we got this barrel-aged shit coming, and we're not releasing it early because we don't want our shit to taste like butter. We don't want our shit to taste like acetone. We don't want our stuff to taste bad at all. We want it to be the best experience possible, and if that means us waiting two years, well, damn it, we waited two years. So here we go. Shit's going to get crazy. 2017, I am so excited. This is going to be a fun, fun, fun year for us. You guys heard it here first. Fun. <laughs> fun. That's all I've got for you guys. We're right over an hour. Oh. Perfect. We filled that. The, and we could, The we heat could. lamps just kicked on out here. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's officially fall, folks. <laughs> well, I think, I think kickoff is in... A half an hour. Oh shit! Time. To, oh, is it seven thirty? Thought it was eight thirty. Seven thirty. Well, no. Oh. Time is seven. Time is seven thirty. Oh I think shit! We gotta get going. Eight o'clock. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Eight, so. Time to go. Bengals, baby. I, I appreciate you guys sitting down with us. We um, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, for we're going to do it again in uh, probably in December. December. We need to, we need to talk about that. Yeah, before yeah we need to finalize that. Off, so. Oh, that's a lot of fun. Let's do that. Do what? Let's do all that. Live live show. We will do all that. We will do all that. But we'll figure out the date. We'll let everybody know. Right. Check the Facebook page. Check everything. Check every social media you can think of. Uh, what is it? TheGnarlyGnome.com? Absolutely. TheGnarlyGnome.com is my at, place to go. I, at the gnarly gnome on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and follow Urban Artifact, too, at all of their mini Twitter handles. Hey, listen. The writing doesn't get better than what's coming out of the gnome. So, uh, honest to God, it really is the best writing. So, get to it. Yes. Check that shit out. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Sensi Brewcast. Brewcast.